Listener Production. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we're recording this podcast. The Yulukut Wollum clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respect to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, four. Hello there. Hi there. I'm a bit nasally today. That's got the sexy nasal voice <laughs> Sorry. on, haven't you? <laughs> Sorry. Say say something like from like Richard Burse's like love. Is that, that's his name, Love right? song dedication. Yeah, yeah. Say like a love song. Um, Intro us as if we're on love song say? dedications. Welcome to love song Wait, dedication. why did you do that? You've naturally got oh, the nasal. Okay. You don't so I just need said, to welcome to love song dedications today. <laughs> What's that? Is he a little bit bogan, is he? <laughs> Anyway, moving straight along, we have just both celebrated our wedding anniversaries. How you, cute. Isn't it Same really week. funny yeah. that ours are so close? Yeah. Was not planned. What date is yours? No, it wasn't. 23rd. 23rd and ours is the 26th, so yeah. they're three days apart. Yeah. It was funny. Dalton and I were trying to work out. We couldn't remember the date. We, mm. we obviously just went back in our phone and looked at yeah. the date of our wedding, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we found quickly. Yeah. But the other morning we were just staring at each other like, is it today or is it? Because you know how each year, because yeah, our wedding was changes. on a Friday. So yeah. I was like, no, I think it's on Friday. He's like, no, Laura, obviously it changes. <laughs> and then he goes, well, it must be Thursday. So the date is actually when you were away because yes. you went away. We went away for yeah. our wedding anniversary. Yeah. So it makes sense That's that it was nice. on in the time Perfect. that we did. He just fell. Yeah, so there you go. But we're very close with this. And so this year it was a Saturday for us. What is, do you know, I know no one really does this anymore, but like traditionally how there was like for every, there was like a year, it was like one year was like silver, another year was like paper or whatever for the anniversaries. I have never Okay, heard Amanda. Amanda, <laughs> when have I ever called you Amanda? Is, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda. <laughs> that is my name. <laughs> Amanda. <laughs> Mandy. Yes. You're nodding along. Yeah, one year is paper. I'm not paper. good with remembering yeah. what they are. I can Google them. I but think first year is paper. Yep. So like traditionally the mean? gift is like, like a card. Oh, yeah, I've never I've never followed it because I don't know what you yeah. can get with these kinds of And then there's another year like, that's like silver. What is who who made it's this? It's very up? old school. Very old school. Oh, right, one year paper, five years wood. Oh, okay. So ten three years, years is nothing. I get Ten nothing years year. tin. Tin? <laughs> like a shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new man cave, maybe. <laughs> Wait, what's wow. wood? What what like a, a table? Sculpture. Oh, cute. Table. A sculpture. Who would you really want Josh no, to give you a I just, wooden I'm sculpture? I'm throwing ideas out there. Anyway, moving on. We didn't get those what presents, else? obviously. Wait, t- well, actually, tin? you might still get what's a paper tin? card. Uh, there is actually, sorry, Steph, there is something for the third year. It's leather. Ooh, Ooh, kinky. You know what? Um, oh, you Gwyneth went Paltrow kinky? has one of those I, on her, I was like, give, her I gift guide. I need a belt. <laughs> not a belt. No, sexual. No, Leather, mm. Gwyneth's gift guide mm. had, a, it was about, I remember it was about leather, $500. It was a leather whip with diamonds around the little that, top yes, bit. I remember you saying that. That yes. really hurt. So that, Josh, if you're listening, no, you can do an, no, a, a backdated present. But anyway, I no. find wedding, obviously it's lovely, but I feel like wedding anniversaries, we've had a few texts from people saying happy wedding anniversary. Same, it's weird. It is, it is weird. Like, I agree. Congrats I, I, I obviously, getting there. I obviously appreciate Woo. it, but I'm like, is this a big deal? I mean. Maybe we have to be married I mean, for longer is. to realise. Maybe it is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, the rate of divorce is like 
relatively well, we've only high. done oh you've done three years I've only done one yeah but I like to just be like no but it's actually our 10 years because oh, like you've been, been dating for that for 10 long. years like, yeah, I feel like I've been married robbed of seven years yeah not nah, robbed I'm robbed three <laughs> one for me <laughs> Anyway, anyway, moving right along. So considering we are very close to Christmas, yes. we had to celebrate it, Kick, because we love Christmas, we love cooking, we love recipes. We love food. Therefore, we had to do Friendsmas recipes. Yeah, some festive recipes for you guys because I don't know about you, Lawsy, the way that I like to do Christmas, particularly when I'm hosting, is everyone bring a plate because hosting's a lot. And if you're cooking for yeah. everyone, if you've got a lot of people coming... That See, is Dalton and I like to yeah, overcommit. I know, but like also Dalton's a bit of a chef. Yes. I'm not necessarily. I love to eat the food. I love creating it, but I'm not about like perfecting mass it. cooking, you know, for 30 and people mass or cooking. 20 people. Yeah. No, I would love to make like three dishes max. Okay. You know? And even when you catch in with your friends, it's like you like to like bring a dish, yes. you know, to share. And that is what our festive recipes, our Friendsmas recipes in the app is all about. So... One of my personal favourites is the herb smashed potatoes. Mm, they're so good. Such an incredible side. And honestly, it may be in our festive realm of recipes, but I'll be making that all year round. Definitely fine for Easter. For any time. Um, <laughs> August. <laughs> February. <laughs> I also love the new take on the Rocky Roads. We've got a Christmas Rocky Road, mm. which is delicious. You are the OG Rocky Road gal. I used to make it weekly. You did. You've really dropped off. Well, I can jump back on that. I'm happy to jump back on the train. <laughs> um, we've also got Christmas tree shortbread, stuffed eggplant, and so much more. So the idea of it is to create some inspiration for your Christmas or holiday baking or making recipes. Love. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. So now for today's episode, firstly, you're going to talk about when wedding speeches go wrong. I'm so excited for that segment. Also, Steffi, you found your teenage diary. Yes. And we are going to read out some of the excerpts. And there is one more thing we apparently now need to worry about. Yeah, so we're going to talk about enough. that too. So I went to my friend Michelle's wedding mm. the other week. And Please tell me that's not where this segment is. No. Like. Oh, my goodness. Can you no. imagine? So this segment came Michelle, out of the fact, weddings. Michelle, your wedding was one. Oh, Michelle and Mitch. They, there yeah, was two yeah. people about this wedding. <laughs> Wonderful. We love Mitch. Anyway, the reason I thought of this is because the speeches were so you good. Did tell me that. Like you did every tell single that. speech, I was like, oh. Yeah. And I remember after every speech, I'm like, oh my goodness, you wouldn't want to go after that speech. Like yeah. that was great. And then the next person would just do, it was just so wonderful. Yeah. And I think when you know it's that they're really genuinely good as well, it's like, I know you're obviously super close with Michelle and, and Mitch, but like I would say that you're not super close with like their family and like no, distant friends. No, no, yes. And I so don't usually know that well. when yes. you go to a wedding, the family. You know, you, you might not necessarily know many people and maybe not even know the people that are actually doing the speeches. And so sometimes they, like, might say some, like, inside jokes and stuff like that that you don't really get. But when someone can stand up there that you've never met before and you think it's hilarious or, like, really moving or touching, that's when they've nailed it. Exactly. Yeah. So that got me thinking. Yeah. So I thought, after let me just put on the record, Michelle's speeches were so great and Mitch's, they were so great. And then it just made me think, like, well, that's They're not always great. That's, that is not always the case. And I have been to some weddings with just not as wonderful <laughs> not speeches. As and I have to say, mm. most of my memories of speeches that have been, I've got two that come to mind that haven't been wonderful, mm. have been either the best man or the dad. I would agree. And I think it's because 
for the best man, I think sometimes they go over the line and they need to be reminded it's not a 21st, it's not a roast. Yes. It's so a I have been to a wedding yeah. where the 21st, the 21st, it might as well have been a 21st yeah. speech that, that came, this is the first thing that them. came to mind. It just, it's like, it's, it's not the the right thing to do in that room with no. family where it's like celebrating love and grandparents <laughs> yeah. and so I've been to one where it was like everyone was like oh my god I feel so uncomfortable yeah. and he was so drunk I think also if you're going to do a speech you don't have excessive yeah. alcohol beforehand yeah. wait till after if you need to <laughs> drink responsibly that's what's important but anyway drunk as couldn't read the room because they were so drunk zero self-awareness and just spoke about random jokes that mm. no one got and they were rude and they were just it was all wrong mm. and you're right because I think even with you know whether it's the mother of the bride or groom or what whoever it is I feel like when it's the mum they don't necessarily need to pull the funny strings or anything like that yes, because it's almost always emotional yes. and like that's always so touching do you know what I mean so I do, I do agree with you. It might be a generalization, but commonly, well, I would agree. Well, that's just my experience so far. In my experience, I haven't had I am the same. Uh, yes, in yes. my experience, I'm the same. <laughs> just, now, just to keep going with this mm. theme, mm. Manti, you have got a story for us about your dad at your wedding. Yeah, I've been to. <laughs> I love that you're throwing your own dad under the bus. Oh, sorry, Frank. It's just got to happen. Um, I've been to a thousand weddings, so that I've seen some absolute stinkers. <laughs> but my would you say more often than not, it's a dude? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and just long. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. bless my father-in-law. I'm going to throw him under the bus too. <laughs> Love him. But there were so many points in his speech where we thought, okay, now it's wrapping up. Oh, no, he's still going. Okay, now it's wrapping up. Oh, no, not yet, not yet. Um, but my dad did not plan any kind of, like, didn't have anything written. Oh, just cuff. Just went off. It's went not rogue. a good idea. When you don't have anything written, you have to have written it before and memorised it mm. and that, or, like, know what you're going to say and that's why you don't bring it up. Not and just not planned. Up. And he's not, like, a very <laughs> articulate man. Yeah. So I don't know what he was thinking or where yeah. he got this confidence from. So this was at my brother's wedding. Mm. But he ended up speaking for about, um, I'm going to say 10 minutes about my brother's <laughs> shitty nappy when he was two. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> For 10 minutes. <laughs> like, it, went on, it went on and on. And my, yeah. the bride, my sister-in-law, was just like face palming <laughs> the whole time. And, yeah, so I don't think he's ever allowed a microphone after that. I'm dead. Oh, my God. Also, have you seen the TikTok video that went viral recently of a girl? <laughs> it was like, this one This one breaks the, the rule that we Does just it? put in. Because oh, it's, it's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> So we really, it could be anyone, you know, it can happen to anyone. So giving the most cringe wedding speech ever. Hi, I'm Shannon. So I don't quite know Anthony that well, but Tracy talked about you like not so <laughs> Seriously. And she'd be like, I mean, that. I'm like, I don't care. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Tell death to his part, Anthony. Seriously. You better take care of my girl. Because if you don't, I know where you live. I'm not going to be. Racist, you guys. I'm just saying, okay. Let me be racist, okay. Oh my god, that uh, is. Do you reckon she had a drink? My, oh, my, I don't want to assume. But I don't want to assume. But that's that is literally like he's just sinking. Yeah, oh, like stop talking, stop talking, stop yeah. talking. Only oh. in America. <laughs> Assuming it was in America. <laughs> now we also, of course, we had to ask you guys what the worst wedding speeches you have ever heard are because you have the best stories. So we have one from Dana and Dana said, the groom's ex made a speech and kept referencing when they dated. That is random. Why would the ex make a speech? That's really weird. 
they, sorry, Dana, I have to, well, actually, I mean, Dana, you were just at the wedding. I don't know whose wedding this was, but you did that to yourself by asking the ex to speak. Like, what did you expect they were going to talk about? Yeah, that is, yeah. Okay, Chris said, the groom's twin brother was the best man and started by saying, for those who know me, you know I don't approve of this. (gasps) Some family, weddings bring drama. Except in the speeches, it's the one place, do oh, not bring it. No, that's horrible. Imagine being the bride and the family. <laughs> I feel like it's it's interesting he was allowed to speak, mm. you would say. Mm. Okay, and then we have one from Ash. And Ash said, the father of the bride spoke, oh, for 45 minutes. No. Yeah, but I like this part. Didn't mention the bride <laughs> once. <laughs> Oh, what's worse, 45 minutes or not mentioning no, the bride? That's that classic dad who just wants to speak about their bloody <laughs> life or their own um, okay. a offspring. A wedding usually only goes between 6 and 11, five hours. So that's like almost a quarter of the wedding he thought it was okay to speak Aww. and it went for so long that people were walking up for cigarette breaks. No. No when to that stop. Is, you got to know. You know what, Mandy, I reckon, and Seth, I reckon he didn't write that out. <laughs> he went out of him. He was oh a disaster. God. Okay, we also have something from Leah. So we went to a wedding about six months ago and we were friends with the groom. The best man got up to do his speech and he said, welcome back to some of you that were at such and such's first wedding. And the crowd was kind of like, oh, okay. So we all just sort of laughed, thought it was a joke. And then it turns out that the groom had in fact been married before but the bride wasn't aware of that so it was drama station what first of all leah was obviously in the car <laughs> yeah <laughs> love the love the audio recording um, um that's how do you okay. not know if you're who's been married who's that on because the groom should have told his bride so is it there yeah yeah I suppose. It shouldn't have been brought up on the wedding day, but also I feel like you need to start your wedding with honesty. I would have so much anxiety that it would come out on the day because like a wedding brings up memories like, you know what? You you should have told her. You should have told her and so I'm going to do it now. (laughs) I, I, I wonder. Okay, this next one is from Olivia. I witnessed a hideous wedding speech. It was from the father of the groom and he was really dirty, but not funny dirty. He referenced his wife and their lovemaking, including conceiving said child, um, then wiped his brow and blew his nose on a pair of leopard print (laughs) underwear that were hidden as a pocket square of his jacket. It was revolting. You just, those speeches belong nowhere. (laughs) Like revolting Sick. There's nothing worse mm. than, and I'm sorry, I'm going to stereotype. Like usually, it's a 60 year old white man. <laughs> there is nothing worse than him thinking that he's funny and being disgusting and sexist. Is, is there? No. I, I like. I've got no time for it. I just like. I don't. No. Oh, yuck. Yuck. Okay. Okay. So if you thought the last one was gross, Kim has something else for us. I went to a wedding and for some reason the groom thought it was a good idea to tell the celebrant that his future wife, her farts stink. So the celebrant brought that up during the her spiel and then it was like kind of just before the vows and then the groom's dad who was standing in front of me pushed out a fart. Like literally pushed out a fart. You could tell it was like a really forced one because he thought it was like the right timing. It was like really loud and then laughed. 
couple of people laughed, maybe one or two. Everyone else was like freaking mortified. Like, oh my God, I was like dead. Can I, can I say something? And I, everyone has their own decisions when it comes to cel- like what the celebrant talks about. But I feel like a ceremony is serious and it's not a time to bring up fighting. Like it's just oh, not, no one funny. before the vows. Yeah. And just, <laughs> I wonder if it smells. Like was it, because you know how sometimes if it's really loud it doesn't smell, but like, yeah. oh, like, yeah. oh, did anything else come out? Oh, like, that's funny. <laughs> no, nah, but I mean like I, I, I agree, but also our MC kind of acted as our celebrant in a way. Yes. So he and he's funny. He's traditionally very funny. No, he didn't talk about No, but you farting. funny and this yeah. Gross. I agree. I agree. Farts are not for the ceremony. But I find I find what the dad did actually quite funny. Do, I find that funny. No, I'm with Kim revolting. I would, nah, revolting. I would have revolting. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Lewis, as you know, I've been moving. Yes. And wow. Can I just say? You must have a lot of shit. Well, when you move. And, and nice things. Yeah. <laughs> there's nice things in there. <laughs> but when you move, I think it's that period where you find out how much you actually hold on to. So you really discover that you are a hoarder. Yeah. I are mean, you- like, let's not throw that word around. Like, it's some people have a serious issue with <laughs> okay. hoarding. Sorry. But, like, I wouldn't say I'm that, but I definitely do hold on to things, more so than Josh. Josh likes a clean, you know, nothing on the bench kind of guy. So anything he can get rid of, he's very excited to. Through this process, we have, we've donated quite a lot of stuff because we have just figured if we're going to be moving it across, let's make sure it's stuff that we value and use a lot, Mm -hmm. right? But then there's those things that you're like, but this might come in handy one day. Yeah, and you don't want to rebuy it. So yeah. Because it's waste. Exactly. It's like wasteful. wasting. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So anyway, What's I would an just example like to talk of that? about the multiple kind of <laughs> baskets or boxes I've found <laughs> with just random stuff. It's like everyone's third drawer in their kitchen, you know. <laughs> it's got like random paperwork, which you're like, why isn't this filed somewhere? If this is important and you're holding on to it and not throwing it out, why isn't it filed somewhere? Mm-hmm. But now it's four years old, so I doubt I need it, right? <laughs> or cords, like electronic cords. cords. Oh, my God, with, how? Who knows what that's for? We've got two drawers of cords, <laughs> and when we moved, we kept – it's so funny because we kept them all. Yes, and then like, when you were telling me about you? your cords, I was like, get rid of them. Honestly, most yeah. things have universal charging points, mm-hmm. and if they don't, you probably don't use them. Yeah, I know. But anyway, for some reason <laughs> – Have you kept them all? <laughs> most of them, yeah. Most of them, not well, all Also, when did you last go through your cord drawer? Long time. But exactly. also, it's not necessarily a cord drawer. We're not as organized as you. They're in, like, random spots okay. of the house. <laughs> and um, also, like, I, I hold on to a lot of things. And I think this is, like, something to say because you – we were talking about, like, my Josh box that I found, which is, like, a shoebox full of lots of memories. For people listening, so Josh is your husband. Josh is my husband, yes. And been dating for 10 years. box, a Josh box means a box of – It's a shoebox full of memories. Like, cards, uh, receipts to, like, shows we went to together, oh. a rose that he gave me in our first year. So it's a box of things – you and Josh's Very sentimental. Lives. Yes. Gorgeous. Yes. And I don't have one. It's got it's like fully like crafted on the outside. Like honestly. Well, I was 18 when we started dating. And you're crafty. Very gal. I am a crafty yes. gal. Yes. Anyway, so I pop like cards and everything in there. And I came across that and I found an old journal, which I <laughs> thought was so funny. I actually I've remembered I've found this a few times over the years. This journal was from 2011. The end I of 2011. Like you find it every three years, I do. and then you share it on I, Instagram. I do, don't yeah, I? It's a cycle. I'm it like, is. okay, we're back. It's been it's been three years. It is, but I just I just find it so funny looking back at the way that I journaled. 
right? And it reminds me that I've always kind of done it in different ways. But this one particularly had some very, very lovely goals on there that I feel very, very proud to say they've all been ticked off, which is pretty cool. So this was 10 years ago. And also, can you set the scene? So these little journals, it's a, a little, little typo, typo book, like warm, metallic, quite yeah. small, the size yeah. of the hand. Yeah. So these were my goals for 2012. Get my driver's license. How old were you? I was turning 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's realistic. Yeah. This is, so 2011 was the year I graduated okay. and I was 17. Okay. So I was 18 in the January. Okay. Because if you put that goal down when you were 12, it would be hard that to achieve hard. until yeah. you turned 18. But that's good. Go overseas for modeling. Did that? Yes. Go on a holiday with girls. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant Martha and Alana at that point, which I, I did. Meant go on a holiday with girls. Yep. Tick. Have no car accidents. <laughs> you know what's funny about Why? this? Is I actually crossed it off because in my first month of having my license, I had a modeling job where yeah. I was distracted in traffic and I was rolling. Like, you know, when you don't even have your foot on the yes. accelerator, you're just rolling in traffic. That was happening. And I looked down and then I didn't realize the person in front had stopped and I rolled into them. In your Suzuki in the, Swift? In my first week on my way to one of my first modelling jobs. You can imagine how frazzled well, I would have you didn't been. tick that. Also, what, isn't it funny? It must be our parents. Because obviously car accidents are very dangerous. It's very yeah. important to focus. But I now wouldn't think of a goal of mine to not have a car accident. Because <laughs> it's just like I <laughs> yeah, don't have Yeah, but I think it's them. just because it, I just got my licence. Oh, because also you're this probably was, worried about your insurance going up too. Probably, absolutely. Probably did after you rolled into that car. Um, This <laughs> next one is quite funny. Okay. Make Josh mine. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't own people's A little, people a little smiley face. <laughs> we don't. With a own own smi- this reminds me of the Taylor Swift. I actually played this song for Josh the other day because I was like, I feel like this was me. It's mm-hmm. Masterminds from okay. her Midnight album where she says like she was a mastermind. She made it all like happen. It was meant to happen basically. And doesn't it also say nothing was accidental? Yes. Exactly. You sound like a creep. I planned it. <laughs> it worked out for me, didn't it? So you, there you go. Well done. Yeah. And join a gym. Well, now you don't need it because yep. you have kick. <laughs> yep. But I had other things in here which I thought were really special. Um, like I wished myself good luck on my driving test. Um, oh, before? I said, yep. What did you I write? Went to it, I said, good luck on your driving test. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. Then I've got um, Maya's job. Woo. And then I've got like Herald Sun, Maya Miss Shop makeup. First job. <laughs> Was paid for a talky bridal shoot. And then I've got random quotes like, one door closes, another opens. Think happy, be happy. <laughs> and then I've got, look at this illustration. Oh, my God. Is that, look, oh, my God, first, first bath, bath with, with Josh. Josh. What date was that? Um, the 9th of the 7th, 2012. And then I've got missing my little hard worker because he travelled a lot when we first started uh, dating. Yes. And I said, happy that I get to go up and visit him. Woohoo, Gold Coast. Anyway, just you would have loved that. I, that going you through would this have loved is so the Gold fun. Coast. <laughs> I, I and I, I know I, some people hold on to that sort of stuff and some people don't. But I love revisiting this kind of thing. So thank you I for know. coming on that journey with me. <laughs> In three years, we'll be back, and I no, am no, taking no. them to the new house. <laughs> I am going. You know what? I have a box of stuff because mm. we were talking about this before, and you mm. said, "Do you have anything?" I said, "I really, I'm not the same type of collector mm. or writer in the journal, but I think <laughs> I, I reckon I could find." Don't bring an assignment you did in year twelve. Why would I do that? Why would I? I feel like that is the kind of no, thing you would have it. kept that you no. got an A plus on that you're really proud no, of. No, that is. No, I throw through them all out. <laughs> My favorite thing after finishing the uni semester is shredding. <laughs> it's like I'm done. With you. <laughs> so there's a lot we need to apparently worry about in life. In life, yeah, with our skin, <laughs> with things. 
There's a new thing that I saw as I was scrolling through the news. Lovely. Inflammaging. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. So, inflammaging. Yes. I had not heard of it either. And it is a beauty buzzword that refers to how excess inflammation accelerates the skin's natural aging process. Mm. And the first question is, are you living a high-stress life? (laughs) Who isn't? (laughs) Who isn't? Honestly. And I just... I just can't. With the pressure, you know what it reminded me of when I was reading it? What? You know when in The Intern, which is one of my favourite movies yeah. of all time with yeah. Anne Hathaway. Oh, mm-hmm. I just love Anne anyway, Hathaway. Love every scene. I think I know yeah. it almost off by heart. She's in the car. She's in the back of the car. Her mum's calling her. Mum's put a, her mum puts a lot of pressure yeah. on her. Yeah. She's calling her and Anne Hathaway's running her company, The Fit. Is, mm-hmm. that, is it called The Fit? I think it is. If it's not, I've you just said I know the movie. I think it's called The Fit. She's running the company and she's stressed. Like, as we know, running a company is very hard. Mm-hmm. Things pop out of nowhere. She doesn't sleep a lot. It is what it is. Yeah. There's not a lot in her control in that moment. And her mum says some comment like, did you know if you don't sleep like blah hours per night, then you're going to die earlier? And she was like, well, mum, I don't have a choice. Yeah. Thank you for and telling me that. So this when I was reading this thing about like things you can do like but obviously it's important to try and release stress in your life, but sometimes stress in it is inevitable. Yeah, and, and, just, just, and to pin it on ageing as well, which is something that, like, I think we all are aware of, <laughs> you know. We're ageing. We're all ageing. It's aging. a part of life. But to also pin stress onto it, and which I think anyone knew that there was surely that, but to have, like, a name for it is just ridiculous because now we're just going to stress over being stressed over being stressed, oh, over being stressed. <laughs> but I'm not. It's, I just want to say I'm not. I'm going to say oh, on you. sometimes inflammation is a part of life and I it don't is. care. It truly is. <laughs> Couldn't care. You know, we can use the good skincare, all those things. Like I use retinol every night, which actually has made a difference, <laughs> I think. But anyway, there's the controllables yeah. and there's the non-controllables. Yes. And sometimes stress is non-controllable. Absolutely. So inflammation can stick up someone's butt because I <laughs> I felt I was like, no, just stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop telling us that we're stressed because we know. However, <laughs> however, there are things you can do to manage yeah. stress. <laughs> so we can. There's some, I think it's good to be realistic. Like there's sometimes that, like, especially with running a business or in everyone's lives, right? There's stress that is unavoidable. Yes. And no meditation is going to get you out of that. Stage. No, it's true. So there's days like that. Yeah. There are some times when we can manage our stress. And it's important a little better. too. Like we're, we're not, Trying to glorify being stressed and busy. No, Absolutely I'm just saying sometimes it's unavoidable. 100%. But we don't want to have a heart attack when we're 50, no. so we do need to avoid. I don't care about inflammation, but yes. I care about my heart. Yes. <laughs> and constantly living in fight or flight. It's not good it's for not anyone. Good. Exactly. You're not so funny, actually. Because we're moving, I think anyone who's moved would understand how much goes into it's that. A lot. And moving with a toddler as well. It's, it's just a lot. Mm. There's also a lot of things going on up the farm for Josh, which is our holiday house. Josh is doing some work on it, finishing the renovations that he's managing. And what did he want to do to release stress? Have sex. Yes. No. I was looking at him <laughs> no. like, number one, it's 10.30 and I've got a huge day tomorrow. No. And he's like, it's going to help. Like, you just, you'll, you'll feel better. Like, you'll just, you'll forget about everything. And I was like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this, but emotional, like mental foreplay is the most important thing. And being in a stressed moment, sitting in bed, the last thing I want to do is start to make out with you. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. And I just, <laughs> I understand that might be for some people for stress release, but it is not, it's not for me. scientifically women, no. No. 
So what did you do? Maybe I started, I read a chapter of the book. And he was looking at me like, are you serious? You were just talking about how late it is. And I was like, yeah, but now I'm wi- You're wound winding up down. And I wind need down. to wind down, yes. get my mind off things, read about Atlas and um, Lily from, yeah. from It Starts With Us. From yes, It Starts Holly With Us. Over. And, you know, be, be taken elsewhere. And then he looked at me and he's like, is it an erotic novel? <laughs> you know what? Like, if it is, no, it's fine. And it is. It depends what chapter you're up depends to, but there is some in there. Anyway, I just thought uh, it was funny. You know what he needs? And I was about to say he needs one of those Gwyneth Paltrow things, but that's the other way around. <laughs> but Logie, in all seriousness, what do you do to release stress when it can be managed? Oh, well, now I just can, all I can think about is not sex. <laughs> Anything but. <laughs> no, reading, you're right. Listening to a podcast, going for a walk, getting outside, running, yeah. running, anything like that. Or just taking five minutes to breathe. Breathing, it's breathing. True. Remove yourself from a situation. Yeah, or just the day, like in the day, if you have like back to back, what I try yeah. and do sometimes, if I disappear in the toilet for five minutes, it's because I'm doing this meditation. No, you're not doing a poo? <laughs> no, it's not. Bullshit. <laughs> it's not. It's actually not. Okay. No, no, yep. no. Nice. I wouldn't, that's, you don't meditate and do that. That's like, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not that. Uh, and there's a five minute guided meditation on, on Kick with Jamie, the breathing oh, one. So it's I love re- that it's one. just, it, it just reminds you to breathe. It's good. And that, I'm, the, I'm the same. My meditation practice is, is not a regular one. But it, it does come up more. Now when I'm just I'm more thinking: stressed. Do you like do that while you're meditating? What do a poo? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just saying you're just trying to come up with an excuse if you're ever on I'm the toilet for more than five about minutes. Stress. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm the, I'm the same. I like to either like read a book or watch a movie that I know I can get like lost in. My big one is if I'm if I'm really stressed and I'm I'm like bottling up, particularly if it's like within an argument or something. I I genuinely have to remove myself from the situation because. I, I do have, no, I don't want to say problems. It's something I'm like continuously working through, but like sometimes I can't remove myself from a certain emotion. And sometimes the back of my mind is telling me that I'm definitely overreacting and I might be overreacting due to other things going on, external things that have got nothing to do with this person. So just walk away, take a breath, reset the conversation is often what I do. But I don't know if that's helping with my aging. And I will say, stress on aging, You're inflamed- I 100% <laughs> have inflamed since having Harvey. Yeah, that's okay. And that's okay. Also since running a business. Yep. Also, we're, we're, we're I mean, we've been 30. doing it for a while, so I would <laughs> say that we should have aged over that time. We started when we were 21. What is it time for? What is it time for? Special share. I just, it's not going to get old. So what have you got to share with us this week? So I have got, and I know you're a fan of this podcast, so you might have listened to this episode, but it's We Can Do Hard Things with Glennon Doyle. And I I haven't listened for a while, so it's unlikely I've heard it. Well, this one I was interested in because the episode is called WTF with the Five Love Languages. So if you haven't heard of the Five Love Languages before, we've actually gone into it in another podcast where we shared our own love languages. So the five love languages is something that a guy called Gary Chapman made up. And it actually, the book was produced in like 1992. Someone made it, or it does make sense where else it would have come from. But get this, he's not even like a psychologist or anything. He was a pastor. Like, so it's like from like religious background of like, that's where they, anyway. Do you mean a pastor? Isn't that what they call it? Not a pastor, like a pastor. Pasture of grass, like in the farm. I thought it was said the same. Okay, well, obviously I'm not religious, so I'm so sorry if that offended anyone. I did not mean that in an offensive way. I think I just suck at speaking sometimes. Anyway, 
what I was really interested in was when I read that title, I was like, what? I, I really liked You are a fan of Gary's work. Yes. Well, you know, I thought that. And then I listened into what Glenn and Abby and Amanda spoke to in this podcast. And I really loved the way that they broke it down. So they didn't necessarily tear it apart. There are parts of it that they kind of agree with and think that are very helpful. And even some of them, I think Abby spoke to, you know, it's very much helped her in the past. But what they brought up was where these kind of ideas originally came from and the fact that it was from that like kind of religious, you know, stay in this kind of stereotype of being a woman and serving and all that sort of stuff. It was really interesting the way they broke it down. Anyway, I loved it because I think it just made me think a little bit deeper about the whole love languages thing. And it's not that I'm putting that in the bin because there's a lot that you can still pull from it. It's just that the way that these ladies explained it was like, if your love language is physical touch, like you should have that, or your, your partner's is, you should have the conversation as to why. Is that because that's the way that they, I don't know, feel wanted and seen and all the different stuff and to find the actual emotion rather than just the action. Mm. And then when you find the emotion and you kind of serve that as opposed to just doing the action, you will actually get a deeper understanding and you won't like have this resentment for just doing a task because they've asked for it kind of thing. And it was just really interesting. I I think you'll love it. I think I'm going to definitely listen. And I have a question. You might not know off the cuff. Okay. But if you were specific, I'll give you my example. Okay. Because what they did was then they asked their listeners to kind of give examples of what their specific love language is. And it was really interesting because it was like these random little things. And for me, I think my one little act of, you know, something, not an act of service, not a moment of quality time or anything. It definitely comes under both of those things. But something that makes me feel really loved and that I enjoy is when Josh decides to let me pick a movie mm-hmm. and we make popcorn. He lets me put the chocolate through the popcorn and because he hates that. Oh. And we sit on the couch and we just cuddle and we watch a movie and he doesn't touch his phone. That in all like capsulated, that means he knows me, right? If he does that, he knows me. And he like, that's for me. Oh, I feel mm-hmm. so loved in that moment. That's Do you really have like nice. a specific thing? So one of theirs was like, when someone lets me put my cold feet under their legs. To warm oh, up. that's nice. You know, like it was so cute to actually think of the specific things that actually make you feel like <laughs> safe or seen or the one that comes to my mind. And like, this is really bad. Why? Like, this is not, I'm being, I'm not being silly because it is what came to my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a bit of a joke. What but if Dalton gets something from my car, that's, when I no, ask but that's, him, that's that fine. fine. That's fine. I think Abby's was like, when someone makes me a coffee, I had, yeah, uh, yes. Okay, I've got two then. When Dalton <laughs> brings me a coffee in bed, which he does yeah, every that's morning, nice. that's very nice. Yeah. When he doesn't, I'm like, oh, I've got to do it. No. <laughs> no. It's my special moment. Or like this morning, my tights that I'm wearing were in my car and I was like, oh, I don't want to go out and get them. It's cold. And he was like, I'll get them. And I was like, oh. That is, that I completely yeah. agree. I think that is an incredible, yeah. incredible so love he language. he had to be cold and like put his... Because, you know, when you're, like, not properly yeah. dressed, I was like, I don't want to put more clothes on to then get changed. Yeah. But he did. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Anyway, so if you're interested, I love that. definitely listen to thank that podcast. Thank you for sharing that. WTF with the five love languages I'll report with Glenn back. Doyle. Mm. Okay. Do you, would you like my special yes. share? Yes. <laughs> okay. So my special share is to do with the guests that we have got on on Wednesday. So we have got the wonderful Tarang Chola coming up on the podcast mm. on Wednesday he is fantastic. He's been on the KickPod before. Recommend listening to that episode because what we're speaking about on Wednesday is different to what we spoke about last time. And I wanted to recommend his podcast that he did with Future Women, which is called There's No Place Like Home. 
And in this podcast, there's 10 episodes. They pull back the curtain to reveal the nature and impact of domestic and family violence in Australia. And it is told in the survivor's own words. And each episode tells a story of 10 extraordinary people who have generously shared their most intimate thoughts, feelings, and experiences. Mm. And we have spoken about the podcast before, but it is such an important podcast series. So especially as we're going into the break mm-hmm. and if you're looking for something to – there's 10 available. You can listen to all of them at once. Well, no, no, sorry. You can't listen to a podcast at once. That would be very confusing. 10 in a row. You can – 10 in a row. Yes. And I just um, – trigger warning it is about domestic violence. Mm-hmm. So if that is triggering for you, um, I wouldn't recommend listening to it. But it is such an important podcast 100%. series. So highly recommend that one. And highly recommend the episode that we have coming out on, if I can do that on Wednesday. With I think you Tarang. can do that. I think you can do that. He's just so great. And we are speaking all about racism within Australia, which is a very, very important topic. And we recommend that you listen to it. You know what? If Laura even saying that made you feel uncomfortable, listen to it. Yeah, it's true. Mm. It's very true, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So thank you for listening. And we will leave you with a song, as we do, to start your Monday in a happy way. Or if you happen to be listening to this on Tuesday night. Have a nice Tuesday night. Before we go, though, you yeah, can find us. Yeah, on- yes, yes. I just wanted to bring this song. This song you get so it. excited about this, this song. song. And I'm like, what, what? Where can you find us? Tell us, tell We're us. We're on Instagram at Keep It Cleaner, at Laura.Henshaw, at Steph Claire Smith. You can also find us on TikTok at Kick, K-I-C. And if you would like to learn more about Keep It Cleaner, you can head to our website, keepitcleaner.com, or you can download the app from the Apple Store or Google Play Store, and we have a seven-day free trial. And here is the the song (laughs) we have got today. This is my recommendation. Um, It's Love Lost by Mac Miller and Temper Trap, and it is a bit of a TikTok one, if you've heard. But good, like not taking away from the song because it's a great one, but it is trending. (laughs) We'll catch you on Wednesday. Bye. Too much, broke my heart, can't find no crust, so why don't you come on back?